I'm Derek Thompson, longtime writer with The Atlantic magazine on tech, culture, and politics. There is a lot of noise out there, and my goal is to cut through the headlines, loud tweets, and hot takes in my new podcast, Plain English. I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know to give you clear viewpoints and memorable takeaways. Plain English starts November 16th. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Chair. And I'm Mike Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts, here to record our first episode of the year 2022. Here to record our deepest, oh! darkest thoughts about the millennial lifestyle. And in fact, this episode, we may in fact be arguing over the distinction itself between millennials and the so-called Generation Z and other topics <laughs> at Micah's discretion and my own discretion, oh. ourselves collectively. This is sound only. I already said that. Micah. Yeah. How are you, you doing? Know, you doing all right? I'm happy doing, New Year. I'm, I'm doing, happy New Year, man. Happy good good tidings to you, to you and your friends and your ilk, your your family and all that. New cars, new jewelry, new clothes, new everything. You know exactly. what I'm saying? I gotta pull. I gotta pull out the bankroll fresh vine every single New Year now, R.I.P. Because it's how it's the energy you want to start the year with. Um, yes. That and like that and the 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 the, the infamous Playboy Cardi VHS where he's like, just kind of standing up in the middle of like what looks like, like a hyacinth hotel, like with like him him and his him and his dick is just like, and he's just like. Hey man, like, cause you know, when I got next to the niggas that I thought that they was on the same shit I was on, and then I got on that same shit, and then I surpassed them. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, man, classics, classics in the it's 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 classics in the in the in the internet canon now. Oh uh, wait, I have a I actually have a question for you in terms of. Mm-hmm. 
New Year's just before we yeah. get into the episode. Did you did you grow up like I did going to them four hour watch night services that black parents make their kids go? Oh my god. Okay, so the thing is the thing is that they used to have they used to have like wild like my parents I think my mom tried to get us to do that maybe like maybe once or twice we went to church service like but it's just it's too much to, to go to church service on Christmas and for New Year's. So it was just kind of like, you know, she, it was just mutiny. It was mutiny the second year that she tried to get us to do it. And it was just kind of like, no, you know, we'll stay up and, you know, drink sparkling grape juice and wash the ball drop or whatever while we're, you know, before we're all of age. But like, you cannot force us to go to church. You cannot force us. (laughs) Uh, My mom definitely forced that. It's funny too, because like my fiance is a minister and like, three church services on Christmas Eve type beat. And even she's just like, damn, four hours, New Year's Eve, sir? Did you, did you, go, to, did you go to all three? Did you go to all three? Well, I, yeah, one year I went to all three. This year, because we were in Wisconsin, God, it that's, was different. Um, and so she had to just, be at a bunch of services, but I just went to one. Um, supportive, dog, supportive. I went to are. them. So I, I went guess. to the watch nights, though. My mom, it was like a victory, if anything, when I, the years when I got out of them. Whew. That's the thing yeah, when people complain I mean, they're like New Year's is the worst holiday. He's just like y'all don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even understand. <laughs> you don't even understand that. Like it's like it's it's I like it is on like on the order of interminable religious services in 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 in, in, in church coming up. There was um black funeral. Number one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, I mean, because, like, I will, I will never forget that, like, at my, like, at my cousin's funeral, like, the, the, the pastor went off on a, like, singing with organ strokes diatribe about how he beat <sighs> yeah. his crack addiction. It was, like, mm. the, it was, it was the wildest shit ever. Anyway, like, I, like, this is, there's, there's, there's black funerals and then there is the new year's ball drop. Cause you're just in there for four hours eating yeah. saltine crackers and uh, like whatever, like juice they got on hand. And like, it it's just have it's, the food going for it. Yeah, yeah. No, you had the food going for it. Doesn't even have the food going Wait, for it. Like the other, have you ever, it. you know what it is? Have you ever seen the negotiator? Oh yeah. The Samuel Jackson movie uh, with, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's with Spacey in them, right? I think Spacey's in it. But like, watch night service is like that. <laughs> it's like when they're trapped in the office. It's like, it's like a hostage situation. It's that exact hostage situation of like, oh, not man. only are these people taking hostage, but they're like taking hostage after work. Yeah. That's like, what watch oh, night is my... like to me. The negotiator. Uh, Nebo- Damn it, Nebo! sitting up in uh, there lying to each other about how it's going to be their year and whatnot. Like, you know, it's to, to, to celebrate with any amount of fervor this one arbitrary date on the calendar after the sun makes its one revolution around the, 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 
I mean, after the the Earth makes its one revolution around the sun is like just pure vanity. And the thing is that, like, also, yeah. and it's not even in the Bible. Like, it's not even in the it's Bible. It's not even That's in the Bible. Annoying. It's not even in the Bible. It's not even in the Bible, dog. Like, <laughs> why are we? Why are we here, man? Shit. Like, anyway, you know. In inverse shout out to 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 New Year's watch night services at <laughs> at the church. Inverse shout out. That's a thing now. We do it inverse shout outs. The inverse opposite of a shout negative out. shout out. Yeah, negative shout outs. Um, that's like a long winded way of saying Happy New Year to our listeners. Happy um, New Year, man. That in our in our hater language, Happy New Year. I feel like there's like a bunch of stuff we we might want to talk about this week. I mean, I think we might keep it short today just because it's top of the new year. It's like literally Monday. Um I did okay, can I can I set the table here real quick? I um Go for it. I had this like year in peace I was working on, right? It is is no thing, you know. I had a bunch of stuff going on at the end of the year, and I wrote this piece that I've been meaning to get off my chest for a while about how, like, I don't really. I know, I know, I'm a contrarian, right? And that that's part of this, but part of this seems super obvious to me, which is like, I do not buy the at this point ubiquitous suggestion that Gen Z is a thing, or that Zoomer culture is a thing, or that there are any meaningful differences between a person that you would describe as a millennial. So like either of us, right. And a person you would describe as a zoomer. Um, and I kind of, I kind of like, I sort of sat with this idea for a while and it's like, it's pertinent to this podcast, right. Cause we sort of pitched this as being about all the millennial shit. That's not Marvel movies at this point. Right. It's like anime and shit. It's, like, it's all the, all the millennial shit that's not just the Marvel Cinematic Universe is what sound only is on some level, right? Um, and so it matters tight, to me. Though. Sort of just wh- you know, which one was like, tight? Yeah, just, just the 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 the, the newest Spider Man movie was actually tight. I was kind of mad because no, like, they had <laughs> they had they had my dog Tom Holland on his uh. Frodo Baggins second movie shit. It was very annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just he was like extreme. It was like extremely canonically 17 years old uh, in the in the choices he was making. You just mm-hmm. like I know you don't care about spoilers, but like uh, like he basically at the end of the, the second movie, there was like a huge news blast about how he killed Mysterio and He's actually Peter Parker, and it starts this gigantic media frenzy witch hunt thing, which I mean, like, is actually played pretty funny. But then it's like not funny because, like, you know, he's got to go to school, he's got to do stuff, he's got to be seventeen. So he goes to Doctor Strange to get like a magical spell to make everybody in the world forget, except you know his girlfriend and his best friend, and oh yeah, his aunt, and uh, also this person. And so on and so forth, which then messes it up and like brings all the universes, you know, colliding together. That's how we get to the multiverse thing. But in 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 doing so, sucks in all the villains from like the past Spider-Man movies from their universe. And he's just kind of like either like the movie could have been over in the first half hour if he just like gets the box. He gets this little box, magic box contraption. He can press the button, send all the murderous villainous villains back to their universes so they could die and everything could be set straight. And he's just like, no, 
um, I don't believe in mandatory minimums. I believe in rehabilitation. And then he just starts doing like, you know, he's just like, I'm going to do, I'm going to fix all these villains and then like gets everybody killed. And then, you know, gets some spank to write them some chutzpah at the end of the movie and starts beating the hell out of Green Goblin. Which I mean, like, I thought that was pretty tight, but like, yeah, he was on some extremely annoying, like, just, these people just got to die. People just got to die sometimes, you know, the moral the, of the story. <laughs> the Spider-Man, we're going to have to carve out a pocket exception because I do think Spider-Man is like the one bit of the MCU where I'm like, okay, this is, I can negotiate with this terror. I lo- like, I uh, actually <laughs> really, really like the Spider-Man movies, especially yeah, the John Watts when- ones. The way you describe the way you just described the movie to me sounds like just from a thousand foot view, it sounds like a better version of what Wonder Woman 1984 was trying to do in some way, right? Because like that plot is the yeah, whole well, like, that, oh. and, well, it also kind of benefits from the fact that uh, like this Spider Man is 17 and all the Watts films just mm-hmm. feel like teen movies that happen to have Spider Man stuff grafted onto them. So the first yeah. one is about, you know, the normal shit about him being awkward and getting superpowers when he's a sophomore in high school and trying to get the girl. But then the villain is his dad's is his girlfriend's dad, <clears throat> which is awkward. And the second movie is just like, oh, I want to go on my summer trip with my friends. And also, like, it's like the same thing as the second Spider-Man 2, where he's trying to balance, like, having a relationship and also being spider-man but he's on his summer trip before his junior year so it's like very cutesy and funny and like heartwarming and the way the third movie sets up is just kind of like a real extreme version of like the 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 quandaries of anonymity and um like superhero morality uh but it sets up the next movie whenever they choose to do it as um peter being you know, young kid in a big city, not knowing anybody, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, that it's, which I mean, like, is a good setup for the next, well, like, is a really good setup for the next one. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay, bet. Spider-Man. I still haven't seen No Way Home. I will watch it. Yeah, but, we may, but, but we Zoomers right and Millennials. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Zoomers, Millennials. Right. Um, I got really hung up on this idea. That like I just don't I don't see it. And I remember I remember even the first term I mean, the first time like I started hearing our fellow critics, I'll say, talking about Zoomers as such. I remember it was like around the time Billie Eilish blew up, you know? Um like like post ocean eyes, right? When people were like, oh shit, this is less like and she blew up on SoundCloud. Like, even, even her as a Zoomer is weird because she's not even, like, a TikTok person. She literally grew up on, like, millennial SoundCloud, right? Um, yeah. And I remember even, even from Jump being kind of disoriented by the idea that we were sort of agreeing that there was some sort of generational break, right? Because it's like, you look at Billie Eilish and it's like, she, she has, like, green hair and sings sad songs. Like, I don't know that, they, like, what about that? was I supposed to infer some sort of like generational revolution? It just seemed like yet another artist who kind of was like, grew up in that sort of post 808s, post Drake landscape. And it's kind of just spent like, like millennials. It's kind of like like more or less like these, like the Zoover pop stars are 
like these like enamel cupie dolls that have been dipped in a repository of like early 2000s culture yeah and which is like, the same I millennial mean, like, culture right yeah, yeah 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 which i mean that in turn gives you all of these cool figurines with nice patterns on them of stuff that you've seen before but it's not really like new or to me well, even like, that interesting. Like, even the yeah, newness is weird because, like, it would be different if they were like, "Yo, let's bring back flappers or something." <laughs> you know what I mean? Because then it would not be new, but it <laughs> would be bring, like, Wait, "Let's what? bring back the Boppet toys." Yeah, like, yeah. It's... But instead, it's like, "Oh, you're bringing back stuff from like the generation immediately preceding stuff you. that we basically all agreed was cool in the first place." Yeah, um, yeah, yes. Um, it it just strikes me like if you look at music, it's all very. Post Taylor, post Drake, post Kanye, right? Like, and then I think in in movies and in video games, like one thing I thought about a lot this year was Apex Legends, and I remember the first time I tried to get into Apex, right? Uh, which is like what all the Zoomers are playing now, Apex, right? But it's sort of what I I had this thought when I first tried to get into that game of like I really don't like how even though it's like this big battle royale multiplayer thing, right? It's mostly just multiplayer the character designs and the way the characters do their voice lines and stuff it's all this very clearly wannabe marvel cinematic joss whedon way of talking and being a superhero that is just an echo of all of the millennial superhero obsession right it's like every i feel like every pocket of what gets presented to me as zoomer culture right whether it's video games, whether it's movies and TV, whether it's music, or or even whether it's something like TikTok, right? Which is just Vine. It's just Vine. I get we can make all sorts of sophisticated <laughs> analysis and criticism of like how the culture of Vine and TikTok are different, but it's notable to me that like one of the first things that Zoomers did to supposedly distinguish themselves is just take a millennial thing and change it slightly. You know what I mean? I, and Honestly, there's something it's like to it's, that it's to taking me. it and making it longer. Like it's like there's smaller it's the virtual things that feel. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, I think that they took, I, I was thinking about this like during the summer about how, yeah, I mean like Vine basic, I mean like TikTok is Vine, but you know, more and <laughs> like ex, more extreme or whatever. It's like, they can be longer uh vines like you just needed i remember that there was like upheaval about them making vines longer than six seconds because it yeah. had to change like the uh it, it changed the entire vibe of it like um the like people didn't have to be as creative or whatever like but now i think i was thinking about this when there was like tiktok the 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 kind of <laughs> minor upheaval over tiktok dance crazes that i think happened like over the summer or maybe like a year ago yeah. where yeah. they would be taking things that already songs that already had dances to them and adding like mad steps like um like there was like like huey there was a song by huey who never made another song again i'm pretty sure called pop lock and drop it <laughs> pop lock and drop it that came out like 2011 or something like that maybe 2010 uh -huh. and it had a dance to it already it's like it, pop lock drop it simple it's all it's right there 
If you were a guy, all you had to do was stand there and catch it. That's it. And the TikTok dance has like, I think a flip in it and a and a kick rotate walk turn and a and like you know all this other you know shit in it and it's like it's it, you know it's cool whatever but it's like I'm not gonna remember that on the dance floor if you if you pull that out and start doing it around people people are gonna be like yeah that's cool but I don't know what's happening <laughs> I don't know what's happening <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, even something like that though feels consistent to me with the idea of like the main idea that if if you if you buy the idea, if you take if you accept the premise that gen that Zoomers exist, even that like their their main and arguably only idea is to to it's like millennials but ten percent more millennial. It seems to be the logline of the people described as Zoomers. In which case. My response to that after a point is, okay, then why don't we just call them millennial? Like, you know what I mean? Like what, where, I, I guess what I'm trying to detective Pikachu my way to the heart of is like, okay, if every conversation about Olivia Rodrigo, for instance, is just going to devolve into being a, pop, a conversation about pop punk and the same is going to be true of Lil Uzi Vare, right? It's like, after a point, what are, like, what are we talking about? We're just talking about millennial culture. If so many conversations about Zoomer culture immediately degrade into being conversations about the millennial culture that that Zoomer culture is clearly extrapolated from, I just don't get it. I don't get what people think they're identifying as the basis for saying that, like, no, this new generation exists and they're Zoomers and they're different from millennials. Like, what is it? What is the foundation of that distinction, do you think? Um, let's see. What is the foundation of that distinction? I mean, like it's honestly predicated upon uh whatever those that particular cultural critics like markers are. Like you know the <clears throat> remember you know, the bit in succession where like Connor, where they go to the, they go to the underground sex party and Connor's like, Hey, yes, if you meet a girl, yes. ask her if she knows when nine 11 happened, like, you know, that way, you know, whether or not she's <laughs> into- basically like yeah. every critic has their thing. Like, but they, it's like, yeah. you know, they call it their, their series of cultural resets that they remember. Like if you don't remember yeah. Will Smith, and uh, Cisco riding horses on stage at the MTV VMAs, yes, then you're too yes. young to whatever. <laughs> or if you don't remember, yeah. you know, the, the, if you don't remember the weird crassness of cat dog, like, you know, on, on Nickelodeon or Red and Stimpy, <laughs> then like, you know, you're too young to, like, you are a whatever. Like the distinctions are, the distinction between millennials and Zoomers are drawn, are redrawn, like, on a quarterly basis along very arbitrary lines. <laughs> it's basically just like whenever that yeah. person checked out or what it's checked out, quote unquote. I mean, like, because they obviously still have some sort of curiosity about this stuff, but it's just like, I've decided that I no longer understand stuff past this thing or that mm-hmm. I don't want to invest myself in understanding stuff past this thing. Therefore, Everybody that uh, that 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 goes past that is a mystic to me. 
Yeah, but that's like me, is basically the tone of like the is the tone of all that writing. It is it is the tone of it, but that's what also strikes me as kind of the weird paradox of it is that look, even if you've reached that point where you start, you know, you stop looking like Denzel in Devil in a Blue Dress and you start looking like Denzel in Hamlet, right? Like you got some bags under your eyes. Even yeah. if that's where you're at in your life, like if you listen to the Olivia Rodrigo album, you're just listening to what the radio sounded like in 2002. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not, there's nothing about that that's that's sort of like, whoa, I'm I disoriented. Like still, I don't know how to approach like it's this. It's still like retreating to a place when things last made sense to you. Is, is this the way yeah. that I usually cast, is the way that I usually cast that. Um, yeah. But I mean, you know like, you know, which I like, I like that sounds like I'm saying it pejoratively, but that's what it is. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24 7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide. Get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I'm glad you brought the Connor bit. It's, a, it's season one, right? The Sex Club. I, that that was such a that's a good bit. Um, I think so. But yeah. it's a bit in succession. But it is also a thing that people sincerely say when they're talking about yeah the different they like they people I I repeatedly hear people sort of invoke that kind of thing, right? Of like, oh, this this generation is like the generation of people who don't who who weren't like around to witness 9-11 in real time yeah right? if they didn't draw the that that s symbol on their notebook she's too young for you bro yeah like, you know that's i like yeah it's like it is a form of joke yeah like, yeah it's a, but, but i think so many counter arguments to what i'm arguing in that piece take the form of something like the 9-11 observation or it's always something like well, you don't get it. It's like, yeah, millennials sort of millennials grew into social media, but Zoomers grew up on it. And it's like, 
have no idea what the kind of person who says that as a counter argument thinks they're articulating, right? Because it's sort of, it's like, it, the counter well, argument is all like, strictly is... like distinctions without a difference, where it's sort of like, the people think that they're describing an output, but they're really just describing an input. And I, I never get to the point where they say, okay. There's like a, there's basically like this, there's a, there's like, okay, so I was bored enough to watch station 11 which i have not read mm -hmm. like any of like the source material for it or whatever but like i like i got to this into the second episode and basically it's more like um pandemic entertainment there is and there is this giant deadly virus that wipes out however much of the population to where there are just roaming bands of people like in 20 years time um and you follow like one like traveling theater troupe uh and Mackenzie Davis in present day quote unquote and in the past like you know you have her as this younger kid named Kirsten who's eight and just kind of like washes out in New York with uh these two you know 30 plus year old Indian men in, in, a, in an apartment, like as like things are in the, like as the virus is like really picking up, like it's just, it just so happens that they end up in a, in a pod together. Um, but later on, like she's explaining to somebody in the, th who just joined the troupe, like she's giving them acting advice before they go on. This guy's like, I can't play Gertrude in Hamlet because I've never, I'm, you know, like I'm a man. I've never been a mom. My mom is dead. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then she's just, like, giving him advice about, you know, it's not about you. Just focus on the fact that you have a son. You could be a good Gertrude. And he's like, who said that? And she was just like, you know who Arthur Leander is? And she's much younger than the guy that she's talking to. And he's just like, you know, it's like a, a recurring bit. Like, her asking people, do you know who Arthur Leander is? Who was, like, this big Shakespearean actor? like at, from the before four times, but only like some people know. And it's like people that are younger than her know, people that are older than her don't. Like it's like there is, it's a, it's like not really like a cutoff line that marks, you know, this moment in time versus that one. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like the thing that you're describing is really just sort of, I don't know, like it's just very myopic. It's a very myopic way of looking at things. But then, why do people? Why do people latch on to it? I guess is what I, especially because like it's not, it's myopic in a way that um, muddles a lot, right? Like it, I, I think there's sort of an implication a lot of the time that like, oh, people latch on to terms like millennial and zoomer because they, you know, it, you can turn them into cheap provocations, right? Um, and like, yeah. I guess that's true on some level, but it's like, if you're, if you're talking about like a cable news segment or something, right? Sure. But as a critic, I mostly just find, I think it's more so like you're thinking about with. like, you know, the, the weird sort of twee, um, you know, I was attacked by a gang of teenagers emotionally crew of people that you see on, <laughs> on the internet or whatever. Like, it's just like, you know. <laughs> it's just like I'm more scared of walking around like a high school than I am in like whichever part of town blah 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 like you know it's just it's so 
it's it's just very like you know what are we talking about what, what like what are we are like i like are we talking about um it's like people couching your fear of obsolescence and something more mundane or is it like honestly just something to talk around around a cooler like and it's fun to like occupy yourself with it on twitter for a couple of hours it i like even i that that water cooler sins like even i do occasionally feel drawn into it like i'll admit when i when i first sort of came to this idea i had it structured differently in my head right instead it was sort of structured in my head as like wow zoomers like i took as a premise that zoomers are real like that gen z is a real construct and instead my idea is that like oh well with this generation is like a weird creative crisis where they're a generation but their ideas are all just derivative they're like nakedly assimilationist and derivative of the generation immediately preceding them which is very different from millennials relation to gen x and gen x's relation to the baby boomers right and it's because yeah. I was sort of buying into the idea that, like, I was taking as granted as a fact, right, that Zoomers are, in fact, the real thing. And that, like, I, too, was about to be a person writing a piece about how the Zoomers need to do X, Y, and Z to differentiate themselves. And then I was like, wait, but the, the idea of differentiation is like a it's thing also... I am grafting onto them, right? It's like, yeah, they don't need because... to be different people. It's, you know. Because, I mean... It's, it's like it's very it's one of those arguments that's very hard not to get very like pianistic about because it's just sort of like there's a sensation to me um when like reading stuff about the difference between generations of like somebody looking at the viral top 50 on Spotify and making you know, prognostications about the next however much, yeah. however many years of music, mm -hmm. which is like, there is, there is like, there is weird and regular stuff happening in every generation, <laughs> which I, which I mean, like, is like a, is not a useful generalization to make. I mean, like, so you sort of like have to accept that Gen Z is like a thing in order to even talk about it. Like, which then leads in turn to the cyclical conversations that you're talking about. Yes. Although I do feel like so much of the way, and it's a lot of wish fulfillment built into this, but the way that millennial critics talk about Gen Z is so structured around the idea that like Gen Z is uniquely disposed toward challenging and overthrowing institutions and rejecting the old ways and part of me is be like okay then why don't we recruit that like they should they should be totally on board then with the idea of ditching for instance like cultural constructs like the idea that generations are a thing that exists you know what i mean it's like i'm trying to i'm not saying you know i can't be greta thunberg right like i'm not I'm not an activist. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not going to solve climate change with this podcast. I don't look cool in a raincoat, you know? I mean? <laughs> I, I, like, I'm not going to solve it. But at, from my <laughs> humble position, just writing and speaking as a person who writes criticism, that's sort of where I feel inclined to be like, okay, well, that's one place we can start. If that's the thing that millennials feel like they kind of identify in Zoomers is this sort of willingness to kind of break out of old sort of like, 
hyper-capitalist, sort of cynical commercialist modes of thinking. I think generational labeling is one of those kind of cheap, you know, like self-consciously consumeristic ways of talking about people. Um, and I don't know. I think that's why I feel a kind of way about millennials like going without a fight into the this sort of inevitability of saying, oh, these people born after 1996 are now a part of this generational label and they don't have a choice. And now we're going to talk about them as, you know, a series of tropes that don't even really reflect anything in the real world. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, yeah, you have to break out of something like that somehow. Right. Like, I think I care about criticism enough that, like, I see those think pieces starting to happen. And I think, no, I don't want to just go along with it. I don't want to just buy into the idea that well, these labels exist and people are getting the ball rolling on them. And, you know, Zoomer is a term that's been around for five years. So we're just kind of stuck with it. You know, I feel the kind of radical revolutionary mindset of like, no, fuck that. Like, I don't know. On some level, I guess I'm really kind of just longing. I feel like a compromise position would be if we went back to how I feel like we used to talk about culture, which was in terms of like the term 20 something or 30-something, or teens, right? Because mm. that feels truer to me. It's easier to talk about, like, yeah, age because, I mean, than the, generation. The, the, like, they're having the the distinction of, like, millennial grouping in, like, f- like a 15-year gap. Like, that's a whole lot of, like, it's just, there's a lot of different things that happen to a person in 15 years changes in thought changes in behavior changes in whatever yeah so yeah it makes more sense to for it to be like a teen 20 something 30 something whatever yeah i feel like that i think that conflation is like a huge part of what is going on is people have people have people are conflating the idea of age with the idea of generation right it totally makes sense that like, yeah, no matter what your generational label is, right? Like, cause like the whole point is that in your lifetime, let's assume you Micah live to be a hundred years old. Okay. Well then in the course of your life, you will inhabit very, very like a variety of positions on the spectrum of ages, but you're only ever going to be associated with the millennials as a generation. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, age is like so much more of a reasonable way of trying to talk about why somebody at age 35 reacts to somebody's, you know, reacts to the culture of produced by someone at age 18, right? Like age, age is what you're actually talking about when you talk about cringe and you talk about like how Hamilton has aged, right? And you talk about like, you know, trends and fashion and music and stuff like that you're not talking about generations i feel like or at least i don't feel like anybody who sort of sticks to these terms and swears by them ever actually proves that they mean anything they're really just talking about age yeah yeah um man i mean like it gets unwieldy when you start trying to assign cultural signifiers to a generation of people like because i never watched the office surprise (laughs) i never watched friday night lights surprise yeah it's just like it's like this is like 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 it's just there's yeah there's just things that like it doesn't it doesn't do much to to like um 
I mean, like, it's just easily disproven by people with quote, quote unquote, cultural blind spots. Yes, I agree with that. Like, I remember that came up when at the ringer we did. Remember when we did Nick Week? And it's like, I remember it was yeah. a thing that I'd talk to other people on staff who were like, oh, yeah, actually, like, I didn't really watch that much Nickelodeon. And I was like, yeah, I went through huge, like, stretches of my childhood where I didn't have cable. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, trying to to take these big beats in culture. I don't know. It's too easy to find entire pockets of the generational cohorts you're talking about who have no idea what you're talking about when you try to draw these caricatures. Um yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, in the spirit, though, of wanting to, to stop talking about generations in 2022 and start talking about age, I don't know, do you, like, culturally, right? Do you feel old yet? That is my question for you. Do I feel old culturally? Because that's, like, the critic. That's, like, the critics. That's the critics sort of thing, right? Is like, you know it's, I haven't you know had, it's coming. I, have, I haven't had... Like the thing is that like I've always been old culture. Like it's just like there's not like a like despite like the fact that despite talking about things with the sort of enthusiasm that leads people to like, you know, make the same jokes about you being 15 or whatever, like I don't really I've never really felt like an age attached to the things that I'm interested in. Like, so it's like, I don't, I don't really understand that. Um, yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't understand the, I like, I don't understand what it is. I don't understand the impotence behind like that curdling thing that happens where people are just kind of like, gain some sort of like contempt for everything that like you know they don't really understand because i talk about everything with contempt so <laughs> yo that's true though. it's kind of it that's kind of it though that is kind of the anecdote even the even the things i like from a young age yeah i like, think it's yeah. just i even the things i like like and so it's like i don't really get and like yeah it's like and there are things that people that are 17 that are making right now that I think are amazing and people that I, that are making, like, it's just, it's, I don't really, um, but I also like never had that thing about like, oh, 30 or, oh, I'm approaching this age. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, like I'm at where I'm at, you know? Yeah. I got, I will say, I got close to the, the brink. Uh, I remember specifically when, like, Matt Ox <laughs> blew up. And I, then I was like, oh, no, we let, we let white boys. Oh, the go- fidget spinner joint? Yeah. Like, that that, that like was, like, the, the brief like, moment like the in over, culture. Like, I was okay, like, listen, I don't know. The, over, <laughs> the overwhelming song, I fucking hated. But then, like, but, like, I was on board by Trident. Like, because he was, like, he was working with, like, uh, I mean, like working on dying was was. I mean, like could make some beats, man. Like it's they are. It's crazy. Like you got to listen to the uh, to the to the Z Loopers working on dying project. I think it's what is it called? Ten. I can't remember, but there's a song in there called Ten a Key, which is crazy. Um, 
but yeah, I like I think that there's there definitely been moments where I've been like, all right, this is too internet. This is like this yeah. is entirely like the like the AR uh four twenty seven uh ASMR guy, the guy that like did the the trap music yeah. where you go wee 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 I know you I have know an appetite for some about. of that shit because I like I was listening to the, I like uh, it's like yeah. I like weird shit too, but yeah. like, you know, it also has to be listenable. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I feel you. But that's, again, that's a matter of like sub movements and like something like that's, that's true at any age, right? That like, yeah, there are always yeah. going to be movements that are, that you're not, you're going to rock with more than others. Right. Um, yeah. But again, I think that's, that's about taste. Like that, even that, I, that's not even it's about a, yeah, generation it's, it's or taste. age. That's about yeah. taste. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's all a critic has, right? Is taste. Um, that's all we have, Mike, is our taste. I have, that's, that's I all, mean, I have bad taste, got. but I have bad taste in an interesting way, which is maybe my saving grace. Um, well articulated bad taste. That's, it's, yo, one day, it's one day, taste, it's taste that's so, pra- it's bad taste that's so practiced that it's good. Yeah. I mean, we don't have like a video feed. I mean, if, if, if the listeners could see my manga shelf, there's some stuff on there you want to know about. I'll put it like that. Um, <laughs> it's like the seven <laughs> volumes of prison school on my bookshelf are the most tasteful thing in this, this <laughs> Zoom camera shot right now. Let's put it like that. Um, I don't know. Listeners, I. I would love for people to email us about this, um, especially because I, I'm really interested, especially in the perspective of listeners who maybe are teachers, right? Or in some capacity, actually like work with yeah, people who are kids yeah. now. Um, Cause those but people kind of like see this like passing and like with some sort of physical res- representation. Yeah. Like, I think would definitely help a lot. Cause I mean, like a lot of these conversations happen between people that are behind their computers. Yeah. Not looking at each other. It's true. It's totally true. Um, it's just, I, I like the people I know who do. It's just they. It feels like a lot of that. What I hear so far is people being like, "No, you don't understand. Like these, they're all emo. Zoomers, they're just so emo." And it's like, yeah, it's they're emo in the same way that Drake and Kanye West taught them to be emo. And like Drake and Kanye West have been millennial concerns were, for like two decades. Uh, now. You know what I mean? With your with your tickets to the Death Cab reunion tour. It's like, yeah, you 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 know what you you know what it is. Um I think that's all I got, Micah. I mean, we might talk about Spider Man at some point. I have to watch it. I, I should have watched it. I should have watched Station Eleven. Instead, I this holiday I watched all of Mr. Robot. I cried some thug tears Soothing, at the last season you know? of Mr. Robot. <laughs> Write us about Mr. Robot, soundonlypod at gmail.com. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Mikey Peters. Shouts out to our producer, Stefan Anderson. Happy New Year, everybody. See y'all next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.